Today on The Good Word, we're talking about the natural contention in relationships and the only consistent soother of hearts. Like many sibling relationships, Jacob and Esau, the twin sons of Isaac, had a fraught and complex history. They'd each chosen a different path from the other, leading them in opposite directions for years. Though Esau was the first son, Jacob had secured the birthright, giving him greater resources paired with greater responsibility. Their initial parting had not been exactly friendly. Jacob had worked to follow the Lord as much as he could, seeking to become a great leader for his family. But he knew it was possible his brother was still angry. But no matter what it took, he resolved to make amends. Jacob's first plan to resolve things with his brother was to lavish him with wealth, offering gifts and shows of prosperity to beg forgiveness. That setup was expensive and well thought out, but it was not the thing that softened Esau's heart. Jacob had spent decades trying to follow the Lord's plan, growing closer to God and into his responsibilities as God's prophet. Pleased with his servant, the Lord touched Esau's heart, as shown in Genesis 33, bringing together a family that had once been separated. As Jacob and Esau reunite, Jacob recognizes the source of his refound happiness, seeing the Lord's hand in his life yet another time. And Jacob said, Nay, I pray thee, if now I have found grace in thy sight, then receive my present at my hand, for therefore I have seen thy face, as though I had seen the face of God, and thou wast pleased with me. Take, I pray thee, my blessing that is brought to thee, because God hath dealt graciously with me, and because I have enough. And he urged him, and he took it. And he said, Let us take our journey, and let us go, and I will go before thee. Jacob put in all his effort to repair his relationship with Esau, but it was, in the end, the Lord who made up the difference. Jacob's strivings weren't in vain, and they weren't unappreciated by Esau, who accepted the gift. But the power to change hearts lies in the hands of God. Those relationships, built on his foundation, are all the stronger for his guidance. No relationship is without its imperfections, whether between family, friends, or anyone we spend time with. We're likely to disappoint or be disappointed by others in our stumblings here in mortality, no matter our good intentions. Disagreements and contention are unavoidable, but they're not unmendable. The Lord's power is great and powerful, but it's also gentle enough to soften hearts and soothe wounded souls. We learn when we chafe against one another, our discomfort forcing us to turn to God and grow to be more than we have been and more than we could be alone. When we strive to keep the blessing of the Lord's Spirit, we're never truly alone. But the Lord will hardly leave us without the company of our brothers and sisters. Most often, He works through His imperfect servants to bless each other, despite potential for conflict and differences. And it's through His grace that we can soften our hearts and the hearts of others when striving to do His will. Though relationships are generally thought of as between two people, the Lord can become a mediator between us when we invite Him, giving us an extra avenue for improvement. We can only improve as a church and as a people when we try to love and understand one another, remembering that all those around us are our brothers and sisters. And that's the good word.